Hello, my name is Michael Crosa, and I'm the director of Jollyville Radio. I'm so glad that you found our show. Since you're listening to the first episodes, I wanted to give you a little explanation of what you're about to hear. 2020 was, uh, tough. That's why some friends and I got together, over Zoom of course, to make a short and uplifting fiction podcast, which became a radio broadcast from the town of Jollyville. In addition to telling stories and following characters around the town, each week we also learn about people doing community building work in the real world. Some of our episodes have running jokes, callbacks, and sequential stories, but most of them can be enjoyed as a standalone episode as well. You're welcome to jump around, and if you ever get that feeling like you might have missed something, or you're not sure what's fictional and what isn't, I invite you to lean into the uncertainty and join us in the absurdity. Most, if not all of us, had no experience with podcasting when we began, and you may be able to tell that in these first episodes. Personally, I think they're a great testament to how far we've come. I'm recording this about six or seven months after this episode first published, and even in that short amount of time, I think our episodes have grown considerably in comedic value, audio quality, pacing, and just overall consistency. If this is your first episode of Jollyville Radio, thank you. And I'd like to invite you to maybe start with season two, or scroll through to find an episode title that excites you, Or, of course, you can continue with this episode and just enjoy watching us grow. Thanks so much for finding us, and I really hope that you have as much fun listening as we do making it. Enjoy! Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Jollyville Radio on KJVR. I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust, coming to you from the Purple Street Studios in beautiful downtown Jollyville. Today on the program, we hear from Paul Fredrickson about some DIY advice. Chauncey Applegate learns about some breathing techniques in a segment of Applesauce. And Uncle Asar interviews Shuli Archer from the Center for Community Engagement at Warren Wilson College in Asheville, North Carolina. We're so glad to have you with us here on Jollyville Radio. Before we start the program, why don't we hear a word from our sponsors? Deep, voluminous, stainless steel. Announcing the all-new line of luxury mixing bowls by the designer Robert Cheerful. KJVR Jollyville Radio is sponsored by Mighty Fine Burgers on Duval Road, formerly Gold Rush Burgers. Mighty Fine Burger, try one today. Because they're not Gold Rush Burgers, they're Mighty Fine. And that's Mighty Fine. This is Shuli Archer, and you're listening to KJVR Jollyville Radio. And now, an episode of Better Call Paul, the handyman, relationship expert you can trust, who's also running for mayor. Ha. Uh. 
I'm Paul here with an episode of Better Call Paul. Who do we have calling today? Today, we have Gunther Frank of Frank's Oil and Lube in Malakoff. My name is Gunther Frank. This old couch used to belong to my grandma and has been in the shop for a long time. But it's getting worn out and it's time to bring it home. How can I fix it up so that it will look nice in the living room? First, you'll need to go to a fabric store to pick up a bolt of the upholstery you would like to use. Then, stop at a florist and pick out something nice. I understand the fabric, but why the flowers? Your couch needs love, and so does your relationship. That way you won't be sleeping on the couch anymore. Wait, how did you know about that? Just like your couch, sometimes your relationship needs to be upholstered. Take them to dinner or buy them flowers and a card. Surprise them to let them know you love them. I find when you show someone you appreciate them, it helps. Just like you've spiced up your living room, you've spiced up your love life. Wow, Paul. That's actually very helpful. I can't wait to try that out. You are welcome, Gunther. You know what else? It's also time to reupholster this town. That's why I'm running for mayor of Jollyville. Vote for me, Paul Fredrickson, because I believe in doing the right thing. This message was paid for by John Fredrickson, who is Paul Fredrickson's father. Are you trying to fix a leaky pipe or fixing to make a rock garden? Call me. Yes, listener. If you've got a DIY project, you better call Paul. Paul will help you with your construction conundrums and give revelations on your relationships. Get in touch at jollyfieldradio.com. Welcome to Applesauce, the program that's just a mishmash of good bits. I'm your host, Chauncey Applegate, and we're broadcasting to you from the Purple Street studio of Jollyville Radio, KJVR. Today, my lucky guest is Melody Belcanto. Melody runs a vocal coaching business here in Jollyville, and we're going to talk about how to keep your voice in tip-top shape. Welcome, Melody. Thanks, Chauncey. I'm very glad to be with you today. As a radio host, you likely have a keen interest in keeping your voice healthy. I sure do, Melody. What are some tips you can give us? Well, the foundation of your voice is breathing. And good breathing really starts with good posture. More important, whether you are standing or sitting, is to keep your torso erect and your head up. That means there's no constriction of your airways and you can easily take really deep breaths. That's a great tip, Melody. Can you give any advice on how to practice or improve on good voice posture? Sure, Chauncey. There's an easy technique for that. Just stand sideways in front of a mirror and look at your reflection to make sure from your hips up to the back of your head, you can draw an imaginary straight line and everything would be touching except for the small of your back and the nape of your neck. It's easy to do this standing in front of a full length mirror, but you can master this when standing if you want to do the same thing 
even when you're sitting down. Melody, that's good advice. One problem I have using this approach is that once I start looking at my reflection, sometimes I just get lost in my ocean blue eyes and end up losing 10 or 20 minutes. Do you have any suggestions about how to avoid that problem? Uh, <clears throat> gee, Chauncey, uh, that's the first time I've heard of anyone having that particular problem. But the key thing is to get that alignment. So another approach is to just stand against a wall and make sure your hips, back, and head are all touching. It accomplishes the same thing, but without the <laughs> mirror that you find so distracting. Thanks, Melody. I'll try that next time. Now, I'm sure there's more to keeping your voice in shape than just posture. Good enunciation plays a big role too, doesn't it? It sure does, Chauncey. I have some vocal exercises that can really help with good enunciation if you make the effort to do them regularly. But uh, before we go into details on that, can you help our listeners understand what enunciation means and why it is so important? Certainly, Melody. Enunciation is simply the act of speaking. Good enunciation is articulating concisely and clearly. Consider the headline. The fate of the gorilla poachers is unknown after they stumbled upon a gorilla encampment. With good enunciation, there will be no confusion in a listener's mind after hearing this headline. The distinction between gorilla and gorilla will be obvious. Wow, Chancey, uh, that's a really clever example. Well, I can't really take credit for it. I heard it a long, long time ago on the Canadian radio program. Fortuitously, when my radio voice career was just beginning. Wouldn't you like to hear a bit more about it? <sighs> Knowing you, uh, you'll tell us anyway. Why don't you describe how you first got into radio work, and then we can get back to our real topic for today. Okay, Melody. Believe it or not, my very first real job was on air. It was as a radio dispatcher, coordinating delivery drivers to fix missed drops. I got it way back when I was in high school. Wow, how long did you do that work? Well, the pay was really pretty good. And because it was an evening job, it didn't conflict with school. So I actually had that job for about seven years, all the way through high school and my first college degree. That's pretty good initial experience for a radio host. <laughs> did you know then that's what you wanted to do for a living? It took me a while to figure it out after that. But I got a big clue at a party that was thrown for me when I finally quit that job. It was really interesting to meet in the flesh people known only by voice for so many years. We build images in our minds that are remarkably incorrect. I see. So that's when you knew you wanted to pursue a career as a radio host? It still took me a while to figure it out, but that really planted the seed for me. That's a great story, Chauncey. But we really need to get back to giving our listeners some good tips for good enunciation, like we agreed earlier. Good point, Melody. What suggestions do you have? Chauncey, for good enunciation, it's really important to keep all of your muscles of your throat, mouth, and lips limber and flexible. Some of the exercises that singers use for warm-ups are very good for that. Would you like to demonstrate a few of these with me? Sure, Melody. 
Where should we start? Here's one I find very effective. Mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Very nice, Chauncey. That one covers a lot of important sounds, but it is a little weak on coverage of all the vowels. Here's another one that helps with that. Me, me, my, mo, mo. Me, me, my, mo, mo. Great, Chauncey. I especially like how clearly you enunciate the O and the oo vowels. Thanks, Melody. I find that those sounds in particular depend on getting the lip position just right. You really want the lips to be nice and round. I figured out a trick to help practice that. I just put on some lip balm and then kiss myself in the mirror. The residue that's left can help perfect the nice round position you want to get. Chauncey, you and that mirror again. What's up with that? I'm not sure I'd recommend that approach for our listeners. I did have another exercise or two I hoped to get in, but it looks like you used up our time for today's interview, right? Goodness, you're absolutely right, Melody. I wonder where all the time went. Thanks for listening to KJVR for another spectacular episode of Applesauce with our great guest, Melody Belcanto. I'm your host, Chauncey Applegate, and I hope you'll tune in to hear me again sometime on another episode. Spoopy the Boop here. Be sure to tune in to Spoopy the Boop and Chauncey in the morning tomorrow. I'll be giving a very nice and relaxing guided meditation. Only on KJVR Jollyville Radio. My name is Julia Stonewash, and you're listening to Jollyville Radio on KJVR. If you're enjoying Jollyville Radio, you can support us by telling a friend or leaving a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. Now it's time for Community Beat, where Uncle Asar takes us out of Jollyville to learn about real people doing great things to build their communities in the real world. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar, turning the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. We're in conversation today with Shuli Archer, Associate Dean of Community Engagement at Warren Wilson College in Asheville, North Carolina. They have a compulsory service component for all students. Shuli Archer, welcome to Community B. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. How big of an impact does the Community Engagement Center have on the development of your students? Yeah, so we have a developmental requirement. So by in their first year, they're really exploring their interests, their passions, and their identity so that they can really start to key into the kind of work they want to do and also what it means to be whoever they are as they enter communities. So that's the initial phase. But then as they build up by their junior or senior year, they're engaging in a signature community engagement project that's at least 50 hours with one organization. So really um, building capacity um, and working with one community organization. Um, Oftentimes that project can be the precursor to things that students 
do after they graduate. So it not only helps their um, kind of lived and learning experience, it could potentially lead to professional opportunities as well. Give us some examples of some of the activities that the students typically uh, get involved with. Okay, this is one of my favorite projects. So I had a student who, for one of his earlier projects, for a, he was doing a documentary film class. And so he worked with two other students and they collaborated with a community organization to make an educational video about recycling and composting. Um, he, this one student in particular, was really into composting um, this one particular type of composting that I'd never heard of before using black soldier fly larva. So this was like his thing. He was really into black soldier fly larva composting where you make like, it's kind of like composting with worms where you have like a bin with fly larva and it eats all your food. It kind of grosses me out. But anyway, so he made this video um, with his friend and they got a lot of mileage out of it. They were sharing it with schools and community organizations. And so he did that in his sophomore year. Um, then he came back to me in his senior year and he said, I want to do another project um, on black soldier fly larvae working with Danny's Dumpster, which is a local company that does composting and trash. And I said to him, well, you know, is there, because this is a community engagement project, is there a way that you could shift it from the for-profit sector so that you're bridging the for-profit and the nonprofit? And so he put his head together with this uh, business owner and they crafted a black soldier fly larva aquarium collaboration with a local elementary school where they would stage a aquarium with the larva in a central location in the school so that they could use it as a teaching tool to teach the kids about composting and about this particular style of composting. Um, and so in his senior year, then he built this aquarium, they staged it in the school, they were working with the teachers. Um, again, it was in a central location so that kids could come in and kind of watch as it happened. So, you know, th that's an example to me of a student who started with one project in his sophomore year that then led to this culminating project in his senior year. Um, and also this interesting triangle where it was a college partnering with a business, partnering with the school. Shuli Archer, it has been a pleasure talking with you today and we wish you the best of the best. Thank you so much. Y'all take care of yourselves. This has been Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar, and dig this. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace. The creative team that wrote and recorded Jollyville Radio includes Uncle Asar Akebuline, Emily Ansonic, Lizzie Brister, Michael Crosa, Michelle Darcy, Richard Dairies, Asa Gardner, Brian Green, Susanna Kay, Pilar Kepperda, Robert Leary, Brian Routson, Thomas Schlitt, and Kay Wise. It is directed by Michael Crosa, with lead editing provided by Dr. Monsi Santian and social media help from Amy Costa. 
The recording was made in accordance with social distancing. If you'd like to support Jollyville Radio, help us get the word out. Tell a friend, post on social media, or leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us on the web at jollyvilleradio.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Jollyville Radio. Jollyville Radio is a production of Jollyville Brass Quintet, member of Austin Creative Alliance. We are based in Austin, Texas. For KJVR in Jollyville, I'm Jimmy Piecrust, and we'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.